San Diego County has yet again dodged increased COVID-19 restrictions, but that does not mean the region's outbreak is over. The county remains in the red tier, which is the second most restrictive tier. However, California introduced a new measurement aimed at acknowledging the racial inequities of who gets infected, so that may mean the region could stay in the red tier for longer. For the San Diego Union-Tribune, I'm Daniel Wheaton, and this is your San Diego News Fix. Paul Sisson, you cover health for the San Diego Union-Tribune. You've been covering this pandemic since it started. Let's start with some context. What are some of the current trends in the region? Well, generally, we've seen the overall new case rate, the number of new cases coming in every day that get announced by the county be relatively steady. We had a couple days that were over 300, uh, but then it's dropped back down to the kind of 200 per day range. Uh, we're still seeing uh, deaths uh, associated with COVID infections, um, but they're, you know, we're not getting huge uh, numbers in on any one given day. It seems kind of like a steady state, really. I mean, uh, you know, positive tests coming back positive in the 3% range is where we've been for over a week now. Um, so it, it feels, uh, you know, after the, the big scare we had with uh, test uh, positive rates at, uh, at the universities, uh, it seems like it's kind of leveled out a little bit. Mm-hmm. And how has the region been faring in the governor's reopening plan? Because it seems like the way the plan was structured, we got kind of lucky with the way that our strategy was. Yeah, it's a bit like Groundhog Day lately, right? Like every week uh, we get this new report on Tuesday um, and it, it continuously uh, puts our case rate kind of right on the edge of falling to the purple tier. But in the last two weeks now, we've had enough tests being performed throughout the county to get us a little bit of uh, bonus, if you will, uh, from or technically call it an adjustment from the state where they take our raw rate, uh, which this week is seven cases per 100,000 and adjust it downward a little bit, given that the local number of tests being performed is greater than the state median. Uh, you know, it's just getting very um, inside baseballish right now to figure this stuff out. It's uh, none of it is just simple anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, certainly. Uh, do you have a sense that this adjustment will stay in place? Because I believe it was last week they announced expanded testing in order to help the reopening of schools. So, you know, if things remain as they are, we could be allowed more infections just because we have more testing. That's absolutely true. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's all about kind of increasing that denominator of testing so your overall positivity rate comes down or your overall case rate comes down. That's the math that's going on. Uh, my sense is that the state wants to encourage uh, counties all over the state to continue testing as much as they can. Uh, what they don't want is people gaming the system, bringing their numbers down by just stopping their testing programs. Uh, and so now we have this new uh, health equity metric that was introduced today as well that we can talk about a little bit if you'd like in terms of how that's layering on top of the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, before we get to the health equity measure, can you talk a little bit about the criticism that has been launched at this system that the government at uh, California has had in place for several weeks now? I believe early on there were some saying that it's almost impossible to get to the lowest tier at all. Right. Um, there has been that criticism leveled. We did the math a month ago, and it does look pretty true that the case rates that you need to get in the best tier are so low that you would almost hit them just by the um, the false uh, positive rate 
that is built into the uh, to the tests that they actually use to to calculate these numbers. So, um, you know, there's been some discussion about you know is it even achievable? Certainly, some very small counties like Humboldt County uh, have already been able to achieve the the least restrictive tier. But it, it seems like it would be very hard in an urban county like San Diego with more than three million people. Uh, so, you know, a lot of small business owners are continuing to just say that, A, they're not happy with where we're currently at. Restaurants being able to open with 25 percent of their indoor ca capacity, many are saying is still just not enough to stay in business. And uh, and they just don't feel like this, this system tops out at a rate that really would be sustainable. I think that the best occupancy, indoor occupancy rate for restaurants is 50% if you hit the best tier, uh, which will be difficult. So, uh, you know, lots of small businesses are just still saying that they're fed up and they feel like they can do just fine with social distancing inside their restaurants like we had before and, and uh, pretty uh, uh, good adherence to mask wearing and, and other and other measures that, that we've been following for months. Mm -hmm. Certainly. And uh, moving forward a little bit to the health equity score, uh, what were some of the reasons why this was introduced and how does it work? Well, uh, you know, the, the state has generally said since they introduced this whole tier system uh, a month ago now uh, that they wanted to give some credit to counties uh, for serving the populations that are most at risk. You know, uh, the, the fact is that that areas that are especially economically disadvantaged uh, tend to just have less access to health care. They tend to live in more crowded households. Uh, so they are just at a, uh, at a disadvantage in terms of uh, contracting this disease and suffering from it. Uh, so, the, so the state's idea is let's find a way to kind of quantify that so we can, we can either penalize or, or give bonuses for counties that are doing a good job or a bad job of focusing on those places that really need the most help, you know. And so uh, the idea here is that uh, there's something uh, that they've created called a health quality index. It's actually put together by an outside nonprofit organization, uh, and it ranks every census tract in the state uh, based on um, a whole range of factors, everything from access to shopping centers in your place where you live uh, to the, to the uh, socioeconomic uh, demographics of the place where you live, and it comes up with kind of a composite score for each little census tract throughout the, the state, you know, and so then they're able to rank uh, those scores uh, highest to lowest and take the lowest 25%, the lowest quartile, and say, okay, we're going to run a separate score uh, in each county for their lowest quartile of census tracts on this quality health quality index, and so your composite score for that lowest 25% needs to also meet the, uh, the overall uh, tier goal. So if you want to move up to the orange tier, uh, you need to have a case rate, uh, a positivity rate under 4%, uh, less than 4% of your new tests coming back positive, uh, you know, in order to move up to the next tier. Uh, and so now not only would the whole county have to meet that 4% threshold, but also this subset of census tracts uh, it's about 150-something in San Diego County, I believe, out of over 600 that we have. Uh, about 150 are deemed to be in the lowest quartile. So the score for those um, all added together, the positivity rate, the amount of tests coming back positive, 
would also have to be under 4%. So, so this week for the first time, they, they gave their, the state gave their calculation of what the score would be uh, for, for that lowest quartile in San Diego County. And it came in and it's 6, 6.2%. Uh, so that's nearly three percentage points higher than the county's overall uh, positivity rate that's at three and a half percent. So you can see right there that though the county's positivity rate collectively is already good enough to get into the orange tier, the next the next better tier up. Uh, the score for this uh, quartile, this lowest quartile, remains significantly higher. So if we got to that point where we were ready to move up, this would be holding us back. Mm-hmm. And what's your reaction from hearing that news? Because we've seen the geographic disparities in the zip code level. We haven't quite seen it on, you know, granular levels beyond that. Like, is this surprising or does this fall in line from what you've reported and experienced over the seven months of the pandemic? I mean, I think there has generally been a desire to focus resources uh, where they're most needed. Um, You know, when we really saw the big surge of cases in late May and early June, there was a huge outcry from South Bay communities saying, you know, we are underserved here. We do not have enough uh, testing locations. Uh, we do not have enough outreach to uh, at-risk populations. Uh, the county public health department needs to do a better job of reaching out and meeting people where they are and, and helping them, you know, uh, deal with any fears they might have about getting tested. Um, and so, no, it doesn't really surprise me. I, I think um, I think what the state wants is uh, a situation where you are not able to ignore the most at risk and kind of sweep that under the rug by getting an overall rate that's good enough. I think that they uh, they really desire to make sure you're not leaving anybody behind. Um, and and so you know I, yeah I mean I mean uh, you know when the state first introduced this uh, system this tier system a month ago they said the health uh, quality index adjustment was coming um, so it's not really a surprise to any of us who have been following this but you know now it's here yeah it kind of reminds me of uh, a lot of the calls that we heard from some North County leaders saying that things aren't bad here we should be allowed to open up and then the state responds yes that's why we need to buckle down on these people that are hurting. Right. Yeah. You know, uh, the argument and the counter argument often just seem to ignore the other side, <laughs> you know, as it is in, in many things these days. Um, you know, uh, I, you know, you want granularity. You don't want everybody to be painted with the same brush, but you also don't want anybody to be left behind or ignored. Uh, you know, and, and, and it's really difficult to find one system that accomplishes both goals in a way that everybody's going to think is fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's also worth noting that we're lucky to live in a place that's willing to actually do something to fight the virus. Uh, I have lots of friends and colleagues in the Midwest where they're just blatantly ignoring it. So it's kind of strange seeing how we're in different realities at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, I think a lot of the people living in the Midwest might say, gosh, you guys are so unlucky to be living in California. Come out here where uh, things are wide open and you can go to the movies and go to a concert and have a good time. So, <laughs> I mean, it's all about, you know, a matter of perspective. And um, at this point, the, the state government, uh, you know, has been able to get the um, adherence of the local county health departments and county boards of supervisors Um but, you know, there's a lot of pressure on those local leaders to go a different way. So stay mm-hmm. tuned. I, I don't I personally, I just don't know. 
how long this current situation will hold. Certainly. And uh, one thing that does make San Diego County different from any other county in California except for Imperial is the fact that, you know, we're on the border. Um, will there be any kind of adjustment for whatever happens in Baja or was that just not factored in at all? I haven't seen any acknowledgement in these numbers of other countries, um, especially the one bordering us to the south. Um, it seems like they consider that demographically separate. We know that it's really not, as we've seen in San Diego County. We've seen the, the largest uh, numbers, uh, the, the closest to the border. Uh, and, you know, we've seen a lot of uh, folks living in Mexico uh, coming back and, and, and immediately walking into some of our South Bay hospitals. I think that's happening a lot less than it was. We're not hearing about it nearly as much. We're not seeing hospital occupation rates uh, down in, in South Bay that are nearly as high as they were. So it seems like folks uh, down around the border are taking this pretty seriously. Uh, you know, and I think that uh, reflects uh, pretty well on the overall number. Mm -hmm. And you kind of hinted at it before, but to what extent do you think that fighting the virus in the way that we have will become untenable? Because at a certain point, you're going to need to have more economic help for people because a lot of the reasons why you're seeing more cases in these economically disadvantaged areas is because these people are essential workers and have to work and many are getting sick on the job. Like, how do you achieve this goal without a stimulus, which, you know, the president just decided to not continue? Right. I, I just, that's what I was saying earlier. I just don't, I don't know how you stay on this path. It seems unsustainable if you're not going to have any additional stimulus payments for people. You know, they've got to work. They've got to support their families. Uh, you know, they're, they're really up against it. Uh, and you really feel for them. And, you know, this is all uh, economic hardship that they didn't bring on themselves. Uh, they didn't ask for this. Uh, and so um, I just think that, you know, especially as elected officials just continue to hear from their constituents and continue to witness the harm that's been done to businesses, um, something's got to give. And it's hard for me to predict exactly how that will uh, unfold. But, um, you know, I, I, you know, we're in, an, you know, as everyone always says, we're in an unprecedented time. And it's just hard for me personally to handicap it. Certainly. And uh, tomorrow is when we'll hear from uh, local leaders. Uh, it's the weekly press conference. Uh, do you have any questions or things that you hope that uh, Nathan Fletcher, Wilma Wooten, uh, Dr. Eric McDonald, that all will answer? Yeah, I think the big question at the moment, now that this uh, health equity score has come out, is, all right, guys, what are you going to do to bring that 6.2% down to something much closer to what we see as the county as a whole? Uh, and, and, you know, why is it higher, you know? It's weird because for months now, the county has literally been focusing their testing resources in the areas that are hardest hit, and many of them are, are in this uh, this health quality index quartile. Um, you know, a, a lot of uh, outreach is now underway. They've contracted, you know, for example, with SDSU uh, to have promotoras go out uh, into uh, areas where people aren't responding necessarily to um, contact tracers and, and others. 
uh, you know, that, that are calling and asking for their information. So they're li literally going out and visiting them in the most uh, disadvantaged neighborhoods. Uh, they, they've partnered with a lot of community groups to do a lot of outreach, outreach with the people that they, they know best, their clients that they work with in, in many of these communities. So from the outside, it looks like the county is really focusing a lot of its resources trying to do just this kind of work. And yet we still have a positivity rate that's higher than the overall. So, so you know, the question is why and what are you going to do about it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I believe uh, the CDC recommends a positivity rate below 5%, which, you know, it says something that, you know, it's higher in these areas while the county itself is comparatively in a decent place. Right, right. Uh, you know, and, um, and how do you move that needle? Uh, you know, it's just hard. It's hard when you're talking about hundreds of thousands of people. Uh, and such a large collective action, like what do you do to to do more than you've already done? Uh, so, th so that will be a very interesting uh, discussion, one that I hope to hear back from them on even today for tomorrow's story, if possible. Uh, if not, then tomorrow in the county press conference. Mm -hmm. Certainly. And uh, finally, uh, there's been lots of disturbing news out of Washington recently. Are there concerns that the actions that we've seen the president take may cause people who are already, uh, you know, willing to take risks to go further? I think there are concerns. Uh, you know, that came up at the state's press conference today. And uh, Dr. Gadley, the uh, head of uh, the Health and Human Services Agency for the state, you know, said that he had some concerns there. Um, although if you follow that entire um, group, you know, this is what they've been saying for months. They've been saying we need to open everything up. This thing, it really isn't so bad. Uh, the mortality rate is not very high compared to other more um, deadly diseases, although that's kind of a fraught discussion in and of itself. But, you know, this kind of goes straight along with his base in terms of what what people have been saying in, in many media outlets for months. So... People are concerned uh, to the extent that that really changes human behavior. Um, you know, we've already got a fair number of people who are ignoring the mask rules and doing what they want to do. So. Mm -hmm. All right. Paul Sisson, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to the San Diego News Fix. It's Tuesday, so listen to the latest episode of Name Drop. Here the UT's Abby Hamlin and Chrissy Totten interview Dr. DJ Gaines the chief resident in internal medicine at UC San Diego, and a senior producer for the DEI Shift, a podcast about diversity, equity, and inclusion in medicine. Name Drop San Diego is available wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is made possible by subscribers to the San Diego Union Tribune. If you are not yet a subscriber, please go to uniontrib.com slash subscribe. Until next time.